Welcome back to another edition of Edgework on the Hammer Betting Network. If you're watching on Twitter, make sure to check us out on YouTube as well at Edgework. Subscribe. Get notified every time we go live. We have your best bets of the night in the NHL six days a week. Wednesday crew is back. Zach Bodenstein with DB, Dennis Bernstein, and Dave Penyota, both of the fourth period. Good morning, boys. Lots to talk about after a busy slate yesterday. Decent slate tonight as well for a Wednesday. We've been getting pretty lucky with those lately. Um, but I do want to start with the Washington Capitals because uh, not only is Alex Ovechkin making history night after night, just breaking record after record, but this team is winning games, guys, and they're getting healthy as well. A 4 nothing win at the New York Rangers last night. A shutout for Darcy Kemper, who's now back healthy and, you know, still getting Tom Wilson back, still getting Nick Backstrom back. So, you know, this team is kind of going, and we've been talking for quite a bit this year about how impressive this Metro division is and how competitive it is. Uh, DB, I just want your take right now on the Washington Capitals at this point. You know, they are rolling. They've got some stiff competition, and they just seem to be getting even better as this season goes on a lot stronger. Yeah, ZB, the only thing hotter than the Caps right now is probably our picks from last week. Yeah. That's a good sign. And I think the stunning thing about, about all this is Ovi's pursuit of 802, you would think that was a, be a distraction for this team. And so in the context of him pursuing and getting 802 uh, the other night, uh, they're winning a bunch of games. And they're still not that healthy. Tom Wilson's still not in the lineup. Uh, Backstrom's still not in the lineup. Uh, but when you play defense and get saves, surprisingly, you win games. That's the difference <laughs> with this team. They're playing defense now. It's just like no. the team here in Los Angeles that started to play defense, and wow, they've won five out of six. So I think that's the key is that better structure, better defense, getting goaltending from uh, from Kepper and Charlie Lindgren, who's back in the day was you know a couple of weeks ago was the first start of the uh, of the uh, week. But yeah, a, a surprising rebound for the Caps because we all thought when the Caps were floating around 500, okay, all the teams are banged up. I mentioned the guys who are missing. They're going to miss the playoffs. Well, now it's it's a brutal division, Zach, if you're in that division right now. Because at the top, who's at the top? My pick for the cup, the Carolina Hurricanes, who don't want to lose anymore. So it's been a really interesting run for the Caps and, and good on them. And that's without John Carlson in the last game because he got hit in the face with the puck and he's out indefinitely. Yep. So despite all the missing players, Dave, they've been fantastic over the last seven to ten days. They've been gelling. They've been clicking. Oh, I mean, Ovi's providing that extra motivation, even though he keeps saying, like, okay, just don't – like, I'll worry about that later on. Okay. I passed Gordy. All right, cool, awesome. But we got to win some freaking hockey games. Um, you know, Dylan Strom is playing strong. He's He's been a really good addition to this team. He's now been given the opportunity to play his style and not being forced to kind of change up his game uh, into a two-way kind of guy. So – Look, he's clicking for him. I think he's second or third on the team, or third on the team, actually, in scoring. Forgot about that guy, Kuznetsov, who is also <laughs> contributing. So they got a lot of different options on this team, and now they're everybody's starting to click. And once Tom Wilson gets in, in, uh, inserted back into the lineup and Backstrom comes back a little bit later on, um, I mean, this team is going to be that much more fierce. And playing with that level of confidence and playing with – I mean, it was, you know, it's one game they shut out the Rangers, but Darcy Kemper to have him, you know, starting to feel it again. Um, this this could be a team that sleeps on some people. And we've been talking about this the last few weeks, guys. If you're in the um, – whatever the other division is, like completely the Atlantic division, yeah. Yeah. and you're not in the top three spot, if you're that fourth seed, Florida – You're sweating it. You're sweating. You're changing because th- those are drenched right now. 
<laughs> yeah, everybody in the Metro has been uh, incredible, um, including, uh, you know, we're talking about uh, the Carolina Hurricanes quite a bit. Uh, the New Jersey Devils back in action tonight. We will talk more mm-hmm. about them later, kind of slumping a little bit, but maybe yeah. they can rebound against the team that they lost to just five days ago. Um, another takeaway that I have from yesterday, guys, is the Battle of Alberta. Unfortunately, the last one of the season, and you hate to see it in late December yeah. for that to be the last meeting. They got to spread these out a little bit more. We saw that a few years ago back when the Sharks are good. The Sharks in Vegas had their season series wrapped up in like November, which I think is outrageous. Um, But last night's game was great, Dave. I thought, uh, you know, Stuart Skinner stopping 46 of 47, really stepping up. Connor McDavid extending the point streak could be his best season to date. Could he get 150 points? Like there's a lot to take away from that game. And there are two teams that I'm, me personally, I'm not sold on yet. Edmonton and Calgary. But, you know, when those two go head-to-head, it's always a good time. Always. Every single night. There's only one point that, that separates the two of these teams. And Edmonton right now is holding that wild card, the, the second wild card spot right behind uh, – or with right with Calgary right behind them. Um, yeah. Regardless of where they are in the standings, it's always a hell of a game between these two. I don't like the fact that it's done now and we don't get to see them in 2023 um, unless they both make the playoffs and somehow the seeding kind of works out for them. Um, but you mentioned Stuart Skinner, and you, you ride the hot hand. I mean, especially on a team like like Edmonton that doesn't have the necessary depth to really get things going. Whoever your goalie is, if he's rolling, let him roll. And he's got the extension. He's earned it. He's doing well for this team. My boy Jack Campbell's going to have to wait a little bit more because, you know, Skinner is just holding down the fort, and I don't see him being in a position to, to give that up or definitely doesn't want to. But when you've got that rolling and you've got the guys up front that can produce, um, it's it's a good recipe. I, I still don't like the overall makeup of this team, and John Scott needs to relax because I'm taking Connor McDavid on my team <laughs> every freaking week. But it's, it's, the, it's the depth of this team that has been their Achilles heel, or lack thereof, I should say. Um, and, and that's that's up top. That's not the coach. That's management. And mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to criticize a guy like Ken Holland very much, but he's got to fill some holes here on this team if they really want to make some noise and do some damage this season. Because it's not on ninety-seven or twenty-nine or I don't know what Stuart Skinner's number is, but him too. Like they're 74. doing their yeah, all right, all right. yeah. That's why I didn't know it's seventy-four. Yeah, he's <laughs> <laughs> doing his job. They're doing their jobs. Um, and they need to keep it going because until they get those complimentary pieces, um, they need these guys to be producing at these levels. Yeah, Zach, I said time and time again, it's it's a different team without Evander Kane, not just from a goal scoring yeah. standpoint, yeah. just the physicality, the attitude around the net. And not only that, I imagine where they'd be if they had Kane because Ryan Nugent Hopkins is having a fantastic season. Yeah. Like if they had Kane at, let's say, a 30-goal clip, along with Ryan Nugent Hopkins and 97 and 29, they'd be way better without question. Now the goaltending, I'm not sure. Evan Bouchard's kind of regressed a little bit. So they're a question mark, but the real question mark is Calgary. Like, you know, I, I said this a couple of times. It's just not that easy to unplug great players, put in other great players. And you think you're going to have a, the same team that had 115 points last season. It doesn't work like that. Leaving Johnny Gaudreau and Matthew Kachuk leaving these, this team a lot of offense left town. I love Uberdo. Voted him for the MVP last season. But he, he's not the same player that these guys are. It's just the chemistry just isn't there. Mangiapane, who scored 35 goals, and people said he overachieved and he got a nice contract. He did overachieve. So he did yeah. not, they're just not getting enough offense. I saw him here in L.A. 
um, let, uh, last week. They're okay. The, the Markstrom stopping shots finally. But I don't look at them. When when Tree had that great summer about getting these guys back, getting Nas and getting uh, Uberdo and getting Uyghur, you think, okay, this is a Stanley Cup contender. They do not look like a Stanley Cup contender, Zach, in any way, shape, or form. Uh, I think they could easily get eliminated in the first round. But there's 50-some-odd games to go, and they got to get it together because this team has not gelled. They're like one up, one down. You think with all that talent, it's still a lot of talent. They'd go on a streak. They haven't done it so far. I think they're one of the most disappointing teams in the West this season. Who who gets the bigger trophy for the best offseason? Is it Calgary or Ottawa? <laughs> and what do they do with that trophy? Do they punt it into the into – the, uh, Now, the wait river? a minute. Do they kick it into, wait a into the freaking mountains? Ottawa's not that far away from like Buffalo and and Detroit. I think they're four points behind. So Ottawa had that really bad, bad valley, right? That that's what happened. But last night you saw you saw when Cam Talbot's on, he can carry a team. So he can he can get them back into that conversation about the playoffs. I agree. Yeah. I, I, they should have been way better because well, here's the thing, Dave. Where were your expectations? I was like, all right, they're better. They're better than last yeah. season. They're going to win some games. People picking them for the playoffs. Come on. Look at that. Ottawa, it no. goes, always goes to depth, right? It's just not enough depth on that team. Best case scenario, they battle it out for a wild card spot. They're 10 points out yeah. right now in the East. At least Calgary's one back, but I don't know. Whatever, whatever juice he was drinking before he got to Calgary or even last season's regular season, Jacob Markstrom needs to freaking get that again. Call Mike up, get Michael Jordan's secret sauce and make it happen. <laughs> At least Ottawa's fun, right? And, and you're right, they did add quite a bit. But isn't it funny that, you know, whether it's the MLB or NHL, anytime this team has this crazy offseason where, like DB says, they're plugging players in, it just never seems to work out that San Diego Padres, Dave's Blue Jays back in, what was it, 2012 or 2013, it just, it doesn't happen the first year. If it does, maybe eventually, but not right away. No, no I, the, that Jays stuff, we were, DB, we were together. I don't know if you remember this. We were together at Bobby Ryan's place, we were doing a photo shoot with Bobby Ryan at his mm-hmm. place when they made all these crazy moves and R.A. Yeah. Dickey and Donaldson, all these guys, and then nothing. So <laughs> we, <laughs> when you win the off season, yeah. keep the noise it's down slow. a little bit. Un- yeah. yeah, slow it's your. Not wall. fantasy sports. It's not Hit BFS. It's not daily fantasy sports. No, exactly. It's not NHL twenty two, twenty three, whatever the hell we're in. Like. <laughs> These, you got to gel, and if you can't, and if you don't have the quality of depth, you're going to struggle. And Calgary's struggling, and Ottawa is, doesn't have enough talent, and Edmonton didn't make, didn't address those necessary needs. So right. here we are. And maybe we'll see if the Oilers do add uh, a blue line, a defenseman or two at the deadline. You know, we're still uh, away. Um, another team that is starting to gel and roll. Phoenix rises again. The LA Kings win. They beat the uh, Vegas Golden Knights 4-2 last night. Phoenix Copley 7-1 right now. A nice 9-12 save percentage. And DB, as you know, if you take out that, you know, at least the latter half of the third period in Buffalo where the team kind of quit on him and, you know, he was just giving up uh, easy goals because his defense, you know, wasn't having it that game. Uh, Phoenix has been fantastic right now, like a true revelation for a team in a tough division when everybody's healthy, like Vegas, the two Alberta teams. LA is right there. They're scoring goals this year. They look really good this year. Um, your takes on Phoenix Copley, the whole team yeah. as a whole. I also want to ask you about Quentin Byfield, though, because 
a lot of people are writing him off, you know, picked one ahead of Stutzla. Uh, personally, mm-hmm. I saw him up front a number of times in Sudbury in the OHL. I spoke to his coaches. I spoke to him. Um, and, you know, there was so much confidence coming from everybody associated with him, including him. Um, he's been lighting up the AHL, but so far in the NHL, not much. So just your whole Kings kind mm-hmm. of take right now. Well, they're getting offense this season, without question. Kevin Fiala changed his team, Zach, without question. Right. It's a different team. He gets on the ice and like he makes some tough decisions with respect to penalties sometimes. But he's a dangerous player you have to account for uh, every time he's on the ice. Like He may not kill you in one game, but other games he'll just – He's a killer. He's got a great. He's got great touch. He, the puck handling is amazing. So he's changed their offense. Uh, so that that's the Phoenix Copley. So Phoenix Copley was supposed to be a stopgap because Cal Peterson was woefully underperforming on a five million dollar contract. They sent him down Cal to Ontario the AHL, and they figured, okay, we'll bring up Copley. He'll play a couple of weeks. Cal straighten out his game. He'll come back up. Not so fast. Like right, we make plans and God laughs. So that's what happens, right? So. James Copley has been fantastic. He's making all the saves he needs to. And he's not been spectacular. And again, economy of motion with this guy. He's not Jonathan Quick. He's the opposite of Jonathan Quick. And I've joked this a couple of times. He stands there and stops the pop. Now, last night he made some big saves on Vegas in the third period. He's been great. And he was recalled on December 1st. His The opportunity to put him on waivers hits in 30 days, which is this week. But what do you do now? Now it's a quandary. Do you leave Cal Peterson down there? Because the plan was to bring back Cal. He's won games down there. He's played better, obviously. When an NHL player goes to the AHL, he should be better. So Copley's the guy. I assume he's going to play two out of the next three games going down the stretch. And finally, they got quick yep. in a game in Arizona. He wound up losing in the shootout, but he played well. I, I think the thing with this three-headed monster they have now, if the Kings are going to recall Peterson, Copley has to play poorly. If he's going to play like this, then Cal's going to be stuck in, in Ontario longer than he thought, and that's the problem with this league. When you give up your spot, like somebody's there to take it. And Copley's been fantastic. He's fit in. He's made all the saves. He's made the saves because what happens, Zach, when you look at the, the metrics between this season and last season with respect to the defense, and people in L.A. saying, well, it's both the defense and the goaltending. Of course, the coach and the organization are not going to throw the goalies under the bus. Like Their defensive statistics are basically the same as last season. What they weren't getting this season early on were saves. It's yep. as simple as that. Like You don't want to point at the goaltending. You can point at the goaltending. And Jonathan Quick is a Hall of Famer. He's going to get his number raised to the Raptors. He hasn't been good. He's the he's the second-string goalie right now. It's been a great story. It shows that you should never give up on your dream. It's been fantastic. And he's the reason they bounce back, because I've seen in games. He's made saves on shots that have been bit going in the back of the net the first 25 games. It's changed. Quentin Byfield. All right, he's 20 years old, so that's the good thing. People are saying, hey, he's only 20. He's only 20. But the problem is – that there's too much of a gap between him and what Stutz was doing in, in Ottawa, and that's the comparable. Here's the issue with Quinton. He's got a lot of talent. It's If he's going to become an NHL player, it's the details in his game that have to improve. Like, yeah, he's got offensive skill. Yeah, he's 6'4 and 225, and he's fast. And he comes, but the face-offs, the defensive side of the puck, the consistency in his game, that's what they're looking for. That's why when he got, he got ill and got sent down, he wasn't recalled right away. Now, they're blessed because they have Kopitar and Deneau, and people never mention this guy, Zach. Blake Lazat's on track for 15 goals as a 3C. So there's no hurry yeah. on Quentin Byfield, but there, there are concerns because there's no consistency in the game that he needs to be at this level and just to find points of his game as a center in this league. Now, if Quentin Byfield is a left winger, we probably have a different conversation. But the responsibilities in the NHL of being a center, 
that's been a big challenge for Quentin. He hasn't figured it out yet, but there's still a lot of time. There's no pressure. Kopitar's got another year on his contract, so he's not going anywhere. So they have a security blanket in the great centers that they have, but he has to do more work. So Quentin's getting criticized, but again, remember, he's 20 years old, so I wouldn't be concerned. So overall, when I look at this Kings team and I look how banged up Vegas is, and last night Alf Martinez got hit with, with a shot, went out, didn't return. Vegas is so banged up. Zach, this team, the Kings, they can win the division. Like If they get healthy and they make one move, they need a left defenseman still. Yeah. But it's been uh, a nice a nice run for this team because, again, like other teams, what did they do? They got saved and they played defense, Zach. Surprising. So the Kings have won, what, five out of six. So it's, it's a really nice story they're building here. But they're a far more entertaining team this season. I think that's the bottom line for this team. They will score goals, which I've never said in probably 15 years. Right. This, I, I love – you know, everybody wants everything now, 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 right? Yeah. Like I want Byfield to be the number two center now. I want this player to be a hundred point guy. Slavkovsky in Montreal. Why the hell is he not putting up fifty points and this and that? Like right. these guys need time to develop. And what LA has shown us in the last and look, we play the kids. How long have we been saying that for yeah. for so long in LA? They have so much patience with their young kids. They do that. Velarde is now emerging and. Kupari's getting time and Kaliev's getting time and they're going to be uh, patient with um, Grant Clark, who's in Canada right now for the World Juniors. Um, and they're going to be patient with with Byfield. So, you know, playing him on the fourth line, what does that do? Well, he's got to he's got to modify other elements of his game. It's not just the offense like DB was saying. So with Quinton Byfield, he's playing eight to ten minutes a night. Well, if you want more, freaking earn it. They're right. not just yeah. given to you, especially with this the team and where they're positioned right now. So if he's playing eight to ten and he's playing on the fourth line, cry some more because that's what he's going to keep doing until he owns um, owns up and, and gets and deserves more ice time. And yeah. look, I think Todd McClellan said it yesterday. He's probably a three C right now in the NHL. But with DB saying Blake Lazat's doing so well, Byfield has to do more. To, to earn more ice time. I think they're going to be fine. I think he's going to be fine. I don't want to say late bloomer. I just think this is the path that he's got to take. And in a year or two, he'll probably be on that same Velarde train. Yeah, I'm not worried at all. I mean, yeah, the kids are 19, 20. I say to everybody, not everybody could be Matthews, Eichel, McDavid, Lining no. coming out of the draft. No. This doesn't happen anymore. Uh, maybe Connor Bedard, maybe Fantilli, you know, Leo Carlson. We'll see with those guys. I, I don't know. Um, but uh, anyway. And, and Alex Turcott's another guy that we could talk about for another day who, sure. you know, let's see if he's he's going to come on at some uh, He might be on the other end of the spectrum, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> and another team I wanted to touch on, but we're kind of short on time, was was the the Minnesota Wild, who have now won seven of the last eight. Philip Gustafson, you know, channeling, channeling his inner Phoenix Copley, just doing his thing. Is Marc-Andre Fleury in trouble? That's for another day as well. Now let's get into tonight's game. The odds for tonight brought to you by BetStamp. BetStamp shows you the odds from every sports book in one spot so you can always get the best value when you bet. Check out BetStamp.app today or download the BetStamp app on Android or iPhone. Let's start with the Devils and the Bruins. Uh, both of them actually minus money here. Boston minus 115 at NJ minus 105. The Devils with a banged up blue line right now. These two teams played five days ago. It was a 4-3 win for the Bruins in regulation, but Boston played last night against the off-season champion Ottawa Senators. That shootout <laughs> one. Um, Jake DeBrusque has goals in three straight games. New Jersey's lost seven of the last eight. Nico Heischer 
only had, uh, I think it's two points in the last eight games or something like that. Something like that. Um, yeah. But uh, DB, let's start with you here for this yeah. game on the East Coast, the Bruins and the Devils. What are you looking at? Boy, this was a great game three weeks ago. All of a sudden, it's not so great. Yeah. You know me and my, my, oh, my period over. So second period, both teams will go over a goal and a half at minus 210. So that's that's my only pick for that. And also, well, one of my props, my only prop tonight, I did not pick Pasta for an anytime goal at plus 110. So uh, the Devils and Bruins will go over goal and a half in the second period tonight. Yeah, I'm not sure what direction this is going to go in because New Jersey needs the win. Boston obviously wants to bounce back. I think it's going to be a tighter game. And while I don't disagree with DB on the second period over, um, I'm not just taking this game to go under six and a half. I'm taking it to go under five and a half at plus 125. Ooh. So, yeah, for this one, I think it's going to be a lot tighter. I think it's going to be a low-scoring affair, like a 3-2, 3-1 kind of final for somebody. I'm not picking a winner, but I'm taking under five and a half goals tonight in this game. Linus Allmark will be in that, and he's been, you know, better than Swayman has, although Swayman yeah. wasn't bad yesterday. Yeah. And uh, we'll see who's in that because Vitek Vanacek's kind of struggling a little bit, and with Blackwood healthy, might be a little bit of a controversy in New Jersey, at least going forward. We'll see uh, how they play their goaltending. Second game that we're going to touch on is the Red Wings, plus 170 at Pittsburgh, minus 210. Pittsburgh also played last night. It was an ugly one. They lost 5-1 on Long Island. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, I mean, defense-wise, not exactly the way that Mike Sullivan drew it up. Not very tight. Uh, the island, though, starting to come on. That's, again, a conversation for another day. Uh, this game, though, in my opinion, has the potential to go over because Huso's only given up less than three goals once in his last five starts. Wasn't a tight effort from Pittsburgh yesterday. You feel like they're due to score more than one like they did last night. So, DB, I'll go back to you for uh, any takes on Pittsburgh and Detroit tonight. Uh, bounce back game for Detroit. Pittsburgh. I'm not a big fan of Detroit all year. I, I know they're doing better things. They're playing more competitively, but I like Pittsburgh on the money line tonight um, uh, to beat the Red Wings. Yeah, I'm not sure, quite frankly, which way this is going. This is another one because of the back-to-backs and because I'm not loss. sure about anything this morning, is it? Well, like, I'm, not sure. I'm sure the other game's going under, and I'm sure this game's okay, going sure. under. So I'm, sure. I'm taking overtime. Ooh. Yeah, I'm taking Detroit Pittsburgh. I don't care who wins because I'm taking this game going to overtime at plus three ten right now. Pittsburgh needs to be tighter and needs to bounce back. So, you know, maybe they come out victorious in this one, but I see this one being a little bit back and forth and going to OT at plus 310. DB always talked about home games after a road trip. How about one team having a week off and then another team playing last <laughs> night? That's an interesting one. Do you think that affects anything at all? Or, or what's your take on that one, DB? Uh, I, I think the team that had a week off, you, you see all these teams coming out of the break. Sloppy, first period sloppy. Yeah. So if you're going to play like that off of that, you would think those teams would go under in the first period of the game. So that, that's what I see. I saw it last night with respect to the Kings in Vegas. It, was a, it wasn't a crisp first period. And then as the game went along, they got in. So it's usually like who starts better? And that's the thing. Who starts better? And games like that, like whoever starts better is probably going to win the game. So that, that's, what, that's the impressions I get with respect to layoffs, especially with the, the holiday break just finishing. Third game is a West Coast game that we'll touch on. It's Calgary and Seattle. They both have even odds here at minus 110. Calgary also played last night, so we'll see if Dave is sure about this game. Um, but uh, Seattle scored 10 goals in their last two. Jared McCann, th uh, goals in three straight. Dan Vladar, who presumably gets the start. We were talking about Markstrom making saves earlier, but because they played last night, they might go to Vladar, who's given up 12 goals against 
in their last three games. So, Dave, let's see uh, what your takes are here for the Kraken and the Flames. Yeah, um, I, I do have a winner in this one, actually, and it's not Calgary. So I'm going to Seattle on the money line uh, tonight for them. Um, yeah, Calgary is just – this is going to be – I don't know when they're going to start getting hot. I don't know when they're going to start rolling. I don't think it's going to be tonight um, after that tough loss to Edmonton. And then they got to – like, it's not only that they lost. They, they're home. They got to deal with that. Then they got to fly to Seattle – um, after the game to get things going against the Kraken. So I, I've got Seattle on the money line tonight. It's not a big payout, um, but I'm trying to play this one a little bit safe to close out 2022. So I'm going Seattle on the money line, and Matty Beneers, if he gets in um, and, and plays in this one, I got him an anytime goal at plus 225. Since I just ripped Calgary before, obviously I'm going to pick him on the money line. Right. Uh, of course, that's no question. They're going to win. They're going to win. Convince. They probably win like eight nothing. So I'm not, I'm not saying they're going to win eight nothing. But yeah, I'm going to. They, they got to win this game. Like yeah, if they had won last night, this would be a trap game. But now you can't lose consecutive games in the division. Like you just can't do it. You, 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 at at some point, they have yeah, to draw a. Well, they can. They have to draw a line <laughs> in the ice and say, okay, it starts now, and we need to be a better team. Because there's a lot of high-priced players on that team, and they aren't delivering anything. This is a, this is one of these statement games. It really is. Even though it's game what 35 or 36 for this team, and coming off last night, losing at home to Yaris rival, make a statement. Go out and beat a team that is playing well. And if it wasn't for that loss last night, I'd probably pick Seattle as much as I hate picking them all season. Uh, but I, I, I think Calgary's got to bounce back and make a statement here off of last night's game. So I like them to win on the money line. Imagine how I feel picking the Kraken. So. Yeah. I mean, Seattle, that line should have been drawn for the Calgary Flames like three weeks ago. Should have. And it still hasn't happened. So we'll see. Zach, what do you got? I would would lean with the Kraken. I mean, this is a team that, like DB was saying – it's tough to, to to bank on them based on what we saw last year. But, you know, given what Calgary's done and how Seattle's just keeps proving us wrong game after game at home, you know, rested, you might want to go with them. I think that's the good bet. I like the Beneers bet. I think he's due to kind of get on the yeah. board with the goal because he's been setting up some goals now. And Calgary's been playing loose. And I mentioned the numbers on Vladar. Like he's starting to kind of uh, set back into what, he more so is. He's Dan Vladar. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Making good money. No like, problem. You no. Know, is 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 this sustainable? No. But it was a nice story. So uh, we'll certainly see what happens there. But I would lean with the Kraken. And you know, Calgary's paying a lot of guys a lot of big money that just aren't producing, and that includes Mackenzie Weger. I don't care about the points. Like he's got to be better defensively too. Yeah, yeah. This team has been playing really loose all year. A lot of backdoor tap-ins on Markstrom. As you know, as bad as he's been. He's not getting much help either, so uh, I would lean with Seattle too. Uh, let's get into best bets and best prop bets of the night. I know we talked about them a little bit, but uh, let's recap them with Dave starting first. Yeah, so I've got the under five and a half between Boston and New Jersey at this one. It's plus 125. I just think it's going to be a tighter game, so I'm going uh, with that one. And I like Detroit Pittsburgh going to overtime, plus 310 on that one. So I'm, I'm liking that. and. I, one that I didn't touch on in another game, the Montreal Canadiens, Cole Caulfield gets his tw- – I'm riding this until he freaking does it. <laughs> Cole Caulfield gets his 20th goal of the night tonight, plus 165. Okay, so two props I gave out were pasta anytime goal at uh, plus 110 and Boston, New Jersey over a goal and a half at minus 210. I got two other props. 
Vegas Anaheim. I'm sure everybody will stay up late to watch that game. Uh, third period, because it's the third period. Third period over a goal and a half, minus 225. And Montreal and Tampa. Tampa's gone over a goal and a half in the third period, 10 straight games. So, of course, I'm going to bet them. So, Montreal, Tampa, third period over a goal and a half at minus 200. You're going to have to pay some big on that. But um, Tampa's been a – Zach, we never talk about Tampa. And look what they're doing. Like, just no surprise. So, yeah, Montreal, Tampa's going to go over third period. So, those are my four props tonight. And also pit on the money line. Um, at uh, I think minus two ten, like you said, you might have Pittsburgh winning, and and they probably will. But I think Dylan Larkin's going to have a game. I have him for an anytime goal in this one at plus two hundred and over two and a half shots at minus one forty five. He had two goals last game and assist the game before since coming back from injury. And I just didn't like what I saw from the Penguins last night. Now they probably sure. will play a little bit tighter and recognize that they have to. And uh, Casey DeSmith will probably be a net. But I, I just like Dylan for a big game tonight uh, for the Red Wings. I'm also liking uh, Vegas on the puck line. I know Dave had them on the money line. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, I, I think three or four weeks in a row, I've gone against Anaheim on the puck line. And it keeps working. So I'm just going to keep doing it. And even keep though doing it. Even I watch the play every night. Night, I'm going to go with, uh, you know, Vegas's AHL team uh, to go puck line plus 135 against Anaheim. And then I also want the over in Kraken and Flames. I keep mentioning the numbers on Vladar and the style that Calgary's been playing. And yes, Seattle's played tight, but you know, those weapons in Calgary can unleash at any time. And with Calgary games specifically, I kind of like to play the over for that reason, because they play loose and they also score a lot. So uh, that's what I'm taking there. And I'm also taking the over on what, 50 million views on Dalton Barshow's highlight packages from Dave. He probably has been like watching those nonstop, right? Just steady. Just absolutely steady because I had no idea who the hell this guy was when that trade went down. So I had to look him up. Does the parade go down Bloor or Queen's <laughs> Key? Where's the parade route? No, going, guys? no, there's nothing right now. I want to see what else okay, is no going parade. on with this freaking lineup. Yeah, they got three. They got three steady outfielders right now. They need a fourth. I don't know who it's going to be. Why are we talking Jays now? I'm getting all antsy and I'm getting annoyed. <laughs> He's getting nervous and itchy. And... <sighs> all right, thank God we have five NHL games tonight. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, I had to throw them out because, you know, we talked after the trade and I got a lot of messages myself saying, who is Dalton Barshow? Good pickup, though. I think it's going to be like, I think it's going to work out based on what the the analysis and scouting reports are on the guy. Throw him in left, throw Springer in right. Kiermaier is your starting center fielder for eight games until he gets hurt. So that's fun. Um, You know, if if you wait another couple of weeks, maybe you can sign Carlos Correa. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that works that works throw throw Merrifield in in the outfield and put Correa at second base could work maybe or short sorry short get get Bichette to friggin second for the lowest <laughs> oh, that's a weird some throwing lessons <laughs> yeah Bo's a guy that like Jays fans don't know half the Jays fans I talk to him love him think he's talk about him love him think he's a superstar the other half are like the guy can't feel his position and he had one good month so like where is what is he? Is he something in the middle? It's tough to read on Boba he, He's he is superstar potential, but he just has to take a deep breath before you throw the ball to first. Like do something. Just a whoosa, whatever the hell that is. Like just he took throwing throw lessons from Chuck Noblock. That'd be good. Oh, that'd be good. <laughs> All the DB's Yankees are coming on strong, having a really good offseason, too. So you must be Rodon. excited as well. Oh, yeah, Rodon. That's a, that's a major, major move for them. So we'll see. 
But so that means they'll lose to Astros in five in the championship series. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's probably going to happen realistically as well. Thanks for listening to Edgework here on the Hammer Betting Network. We are back tomorrow as well with a new crew. Again, check us out on YouTube if you're watching on Twitter at Edgework. Try to subscribe. Every time we go live six days a week, you'll get notified and you will get the best bets of the night to win yourself some money. And we're hoping to stay hot with this Wednesday crew. We are on a roll right now. And boys, let's just keep it going. Uh, you know, last, last bets of 2022 here on the show. So there it is. finish it off strong. In 2023, we're going perfect. I can feel it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Big year coming up. Big year, boys. Just try to avoid the uh, the busy. We were talking about the busy malls. Try to avoid the busy gyms in the new year because, you know, it's just going to be. Oh. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to any of that. It's already started where I am. So. I, yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening, everybody, and we will see you tomorrow. 